Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. And I would like to let everybody know that Alexis has spilt two beers in the last five minutes, one of them all over my computer. I'm sober. I have no uh, (laughs) excuse for this, except that I am a Butterfinger gal. You were the clumsiest, most spastic, frantic stiff on edge person that exists <laughs> your your excuse for it was that i placed the beer on the table so you didn't know where it was right so that yes. was a spatial awareness that, that was the, the first yeah, knockover. Yes, yes. fair alexis fair. will do that alexis will do the, that why did you do that because Which i did caused this. me to do this yes yes yeah. of course but That's the second thing. one i'm not sure what it was it was a reaction to something that billy said i think well i was on edge from the first spill yeah and uh, that will throw anyone is into a tizzy, and might I say. Now we just don't know if Alexis needs to buy me a new computer or not. We will report back. It's sitting upside down. Well, airing out. We have an, a company account. We will just charge it to. And, yes. uh, so I'll buy my own a computer. We will split your computer three ways. Seriously. By the way, we make no money on this podcast. Yeah. What are you we basically, talking about? We, no, we basically, we use it on alcohol, Billy, food, that's nobody's business. And... It's Alexis a, breaking shit. It's a passion project. It's okay. It's we need to replace some of our electronics when they get beer filled. Yeah, that's right. And we have the money for that, and that's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Billy, let's uh, jump into the dark day. All right, July twenty second, nineteen thirty four. John Dillinger is shot outside the Biography Theater or the Biograph Theater in Chicago. Now, do you guys know who John Dillinger was? Is it yeah. Dillinger Explosion? Is that a like an emo band or something? It's like a punk band. Okay, all right, all right. So John Dillinger was considered sort of a a folk hero because okay. this is the uh, <laughs> all right. Just Alexis just oh dropped something, God. by the way. But this is this is I the. That's why. <laughs> this, this, Wait, I'm sorry. You didn't take any more Adderall. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. So so. This is the Great Depression, right? Okay. Everybody's upset at the banks. Mm-hmm. You got this guy Dillinger with his gang, and he starts robbing the banks. And then the news media is just like, "This guy's a hero. Oh, this guy's Robin Hood. So we're oh. all about him. Oh, so okay. he's robbing a ton of banks, and they start. And everybody call- is loving it. No, they start calling him Robin Hood. So, it, what's he doing with the money? Is he giving it giving it to the poor? Fuck. No. He's just keeping it for himself. He's keeping it for himself, but it doesn't matter. Like tw- not, not 24 banks, four police stations, and the FBI says, you know what? Hell no. We're going to try and catch him. So on July 21st, there was a madam at a brothel in Gary, Indiana. And Sorry. she was. Sorry. The 22nd's my dad's birthday. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just needed to interject. So she couldn't she was, help herself. Uh, she was known as the woman in hey, red. Dad. And she said that, you know what? I know that this guy is seeing this other woman. They're going to go to a movie at the Biograph Theater, which was showing the crime drama Manhattan Melodrama starring Clark Gable. 
Okay. It was called Manhattan Melodrama. Yes. So the film ends, and a guy creative title, (laughs) and a guy named Melvin Purvis, who became a pervert, pervert with that name, became a huge star. You know, he had a bad childhood. He stands. He stands by the front door. Oh God! And he lights a cigar. His guys come in. Dillinger sees it, it that it's an ambush. He runs into the alley. He shot four <laughs> times. Oh my god! I'm sorry. It's the Dillinger escape plan. Is the game of, yes. or the band I was thinking of? What's the Dillinger explosion? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. But I don't. That's a Probably new. That's a new band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic mix up. All right. Honestly, but, it could happen. Wait. So did he have an escape plan from the theater? Where the fuck did that? Dillinger be? had escaped a bunch of times, but he did not have an escape plan. All right. And here's the thing. <laughs> so he's dead in the alley. Okay. Now, Melvin Pur- Purvis had actually found Babyface Nelson, Pretty Boy Floyd, and he found Dillinger. Now, souvenir hunters dipped newspapers in the blood that stained the pavement in handkerchiefs oh. to mop up the blood. And it's all about getting the blood. Of John Dillinger. So that is what happened today. He was probably one of the most uh, infamous criminals who kind of became, because everybody was so down on their luck, a uh, a folk hero. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, he was a piece of shit. Wow. That that was a good day, Billy. I really liked that. Yeah. It was a nice little history lesson. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm suddenly respected and intelligent. Yes. Okay. Thank you to that. Well, when we come back, we got some bitching to do. Hard bitching. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right. Well, welcome to On The Stand. Each week, we bring a different topic, person, place, or thing, or idea to the stand, either defending it or prosecuting it, and the other two have to vote. And then after that, follow us on social media at The First Degree, because we all have a poll that all of our firsties can vote and see how, I don't know, aligned that we are with the people. And how the majority feels. I mean, I think it's very important to know how people feel about pineapple and pizza or socks in bed or washing your legs or whatever trivialties or importances we bring to the stand. Absolutely. So I'm going to let Alexis go because right before we recorded this segment, she gave a very ominous sort of idea of how she was going to bring this up. And I just want to see what you have to say. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring it up and then I'm going to let Jack weigh in and then Billy weigh in before even talk. Okay. So today on the stand is the Britney Spears conservatorship. Oh, I mean, I feel like everybody should be on the side of Britney. Yeah. Correct? You uh, would think. the Of the people that are not part of her family. Sure. I mean, everybody is on the free Britney side. I think that the more that we hear about what's going on, before, like, nobody really knew anything about it at all. So now, especially after she has made her statement at court, I mean, it's the most... Uh, traumatizing, tragic situation for somebody to find themselves in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel for her. I heard that, was it Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey, Pink, and, and Miley. Cher? No. And Miley. no Miley. Miley. And Miley are We're getting doing... together to, like, fund yes. something to help her. Help her. Which, I mean, it's. I've just, I, I never realized that something could be so, I mean, obviously the judicial judicial system is so fucked up but this is like it really being shoved down our throats and it's so it's terrifying well it's almost as if it happened in plain sight you know yeah everyone knew about it we've been talking about it for a long time yeah and we would see britney perform and sorry britney you looked fucked up but now we know that she was being forced because you're fucking drugged to perform so it's like we all saw it. We all knew something was wrong with it. Even if she was just experimenting with drugs, she shouldn't have been performing like that. And it's like well, it, it has been happening in plain sight. You have such – it's really interesting looking back at things in retrospect, yes. right? Because as this was happening, I feel like, number one, times were different, you know, yeah. especially like in the – when all of that was like happening right before her eyes when she was performing a lot in the beginning. Um, people looked at her – almost like accusatory right Mm -hmm. and then now we're looking back at things in retrospect like with so much like regret regret (laughs) and guilt because it's like oh my god 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I just I feel like something that people need to understand about the judicial judicial system as a whole is like once you're sucked into a pocket of it, there's there's no way to get out. And mentally ill people are allowed to do anything they want. They're allowed to raise kids, they're allowed to do anything they want. Yet this one yeah. who can make millions of dollars a day, she's not. And we need to look at that. It's like mentally ill people can raise kids. They can have kids. They can do whatever they want. But because there's so much money at stake, her liberties have been restricted. And I just fucking love Britney Spears. And I feel for her. And I just can't imagine the paralyzing, like, I pay all these dudes bills and I'm their slave. The pain of that, you know? And I think, I don't know. It's interesting. Everybody kind of, Everybody's slowly coming out and saying stuff um, about, you know, different experiences that they've had with her because I'm sure everybody has been terrified to say anything because God knows what her family was or how they were trying to like black blackmail people or silence people or whatever. But now you're hearing these like little tidbits of how it actually was. And every single one of them is scarier and scarier and scarier. And I just have to say, I'm very scared for Britney Spears. I think her saying, I want to sue my family. I mean, y'all should watch the Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus. Like, Mm -hmm. she's in danger. (laughs) And I'm scared for her. And I'm scared that she's going to end up dead. And Mm. it's like, yeah, well, you know, she's mentally ill. Is she? I don't think so. Like, she's worth so much money. I think everyone needs to be watching this hyper-focused. Well, and it's interesting because, I mean, <clears throat> so many people have commented about her Instagram and how the Instagram portrays her a certain way. And it's like, now you're looking back on something that somebody else is absolutely controlling. I'm uh, sure she has no say in what goes on Instagram at all. And it's like, wow, this seems very conscious, the way, the type of content that they're putting out there. Well, they're like, her- hey, Brittany, answer these three questions. Hey, so sometimes I like to go to the beach and this. It's like she's doing a Q&A and it's like she has to do one every week. And it's like a deadline she's meeting. That being said, I need you all to look at her Maui pictures from September of I 2020. Know, and her Maui pictures that she was just allegedly on. They're the same pictures. The same suit, the same seaweed, and the same beach. Yeah. There's something really sinister going on. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like she's all but said it herself. Yeah. Whew. Guilty, the conservatorship. Guilty. I mean, I can't imagine Say anybody it saying it was innocent. Well, you know, there's something to be said when the most powerful one in the world is controlled by a bunch of white dudes. And, like, it doesn't matter that we all know about it. It hasn't changed anything. Right. So, like, yeah, we'll say it till the cows come home. Hopefully it's enough. I doubt that it will be. Yeah. Frankly. It's very scary, guys. Whew. All right. Well, I'm going to go next. Um, mm, on the stand today is men referring to themselves as boys. Ew. Now, this has happened a lot on dating apps. Like, back in the day when I'd be swiping around on Tinder or Bumble or whatever, it'd be like a 45-year-old man being like, just like a Midwestern boy in the big city of L.A. And I'm like, you're not a boy. You're middle-aged. You might have kids. Like, it's time to stop the bullshit. Yeah. And it was funny because when Jared and I started dating, he would refer to himself as a boy quite often. He's like, I'm just a kind boy. <laughs> Did I and, even and, sound and like by him? The, and by the way, Jared is an incredibly kind boy. He's, He's a kind man. Kind man. He's a kind man. And it was honestly, it was so much of a turnoff that I'm like, can I date this guy? You're like, and we I'm have like, to have a talk about this. We did have a talk. I'm like, I got, I'm making a note. You've got to stop calling yourself a boy. Like, you've got to stop every time you do. My vagina just dries right up. Like, we're Crinkles not going to have sex, sex after that. Like, nothing is going to happen. Like, there is nothing grosser to me. Because then it's like, then you're like prepubescent as a boy. Like, there's a lot of weird things going on well, with the term boy. Well, a boy has a flaccid penis. That's not an erect. Well, a boy is not That's, sexual. By the, by the way. <laughs> Oh, a, as, as a former boy, a boy does not have a flaccid penis. I'll tell you that right now. Well, but what age I understand, boy are I understand, we talking? I understand what but you're when saying. When somebody says boy, I don't think about like a 17-year-old boy. I think about like a child. A child. Yes. Like, so a man should not be calling himself a boy because it's fucking gross. That's right. So anyways, Jared took the note. He's great at taking a note. He took the note uh, and I was, I was like, listen, yeah, this is serious. Man. And then man. He, he had never called himself a boy after that. So it Way was Way to go, great. Jared. But I'm just putting this out there for any man out there, especially single men. Like, it's not hot to call yourself a boy. 
We don't like it. All right, it's- time time out. What? You are not a boy, so don't right, even right. start. Do you refer to your friends as girls? Gals trip. Yeah, girl, girls is girls different. Trip. It's different than a... Like, There's no word for it. Women trip. Mm. Women's trip. Mm. I think like a guy's or a dude's trip. Dude's trip. There's mm. many other words. Ladies' that, trip. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. but girls, I feel like... Girls' it's, trip. It's, a li- it's, it's different. Different. It's different. Like... You're not a boy. Sure. I mean, honestly, maybe people will think about this differently. But for me, it is a cringy, cringy term to refer to yourself as if you are an adult person. You are not wrong. Billy? Uh, not guilty. <laughs> guilty? <laughs> of course. Guilty. Why? Are, do you want to call yourself a little boy at <laughs> hockey games? Did I say little boy? Little boy. But I will say Teeny with, boy. with my boy. You know what? I say let's go boys at hockey games. And let's go everyone's boys. dick shrinks back to when they Listen, were boys. Let's go, boys. There's also like he's my boy. Me and That's the boys. different. It's like, when me they and the boys. Like, I'm just a boy. Yeah. If you're like referring, if you're like, I was a good boy today. Fuck no. Like Sahara Desert. No. <laughs> but if you're like, if you're like me and the boys are going to get a drink, fine. Fine. Okay. All right. All right. So it's when referring to yourself, oneself, to <laughs> your girlfriend's uh, uh, romantic partner. Then it becomes the Sahara Sahara Desert. Wait, who's the girlfriend's romantic partner? What does that even mean? No, girlfriend slash romantic partner. Oh, Jack to Jerry. Sure. Yeah, or one to any woman. And honestly, other women out there might not be grossed out by this. This might just be like a weird Jackism. I don't like boys. (laughs) No thanks. Adult men. All right. All right. With your tiny, tiny brains and your tiny little experience, no boys. Thank you. No boys allowed. Okay. Billy says not guilty, which is weird. Um, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I expect. Guilty. All right. right, Boys, I know you're out there. I know know 4% of our uh, listeners are boys. boys. You're alone. You shouldn't do this. Know your audience. (laughs) You know what? I can read the room, but you know what? I think some people might need to hear this. What? Boys are all right. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the children of the couples listening to this, they're <laughs> A-okay. Um, they're in elementary school. Uh-huh. They deserve the encouragement. Adult, if you're having intercourse legally, <laughs> then you're not a boy. No, you're not. Over 18, no boys. No boys. Okay. Guilty. Obviously guilty. Yes. Burn them to the ground, those mm. boys. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Billy, what are you bringing to the stand today? All right. Why are you holding your arm like it's broken? Why is no. your arm limp? My arm is fine. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> it looks like Billy just has broke. dead arm. All right, all right. The whole, <laughs> you know what? We're gonna bring the chicken sandwich thing. Chicken what? sandwiches. What is it about the chicken sandwich? We are all about the chicken Can sandwiches. You be specific? <laughs> yes. Are you against it? At what establishment? Which sandwich? Every no, establishment. No, you can't do every. Listen, listen. Here, here's the thing. But no, you can only bring this if you hate it. No, that's not true because I asked you guys, by the way, I asked you guys, I don't know about b- being on the stand because it seems negative and you're just like, you could bring things that are positive. So Okay, so he's bringing the chicken sandwich. I'm bringing the so chicken sandwich. So you like the chicken sandwich. An American We favorite. are not talking about that right now. We are talking about what you're putting on the stand right now and we will see. Now. Oh, that's okay. not. No, a- listen, he might go somewhere all right, with us. Okay. All right. All right. Let him Chick- talk. Chick-fil-A comes out with the chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. Right. Uh-huh. And then what happens? Popeyes is like, you know what? We're going to do a chicken sandwich too. And apparently oh, it's better. It. But Popeyes now, chicken always had fried chicken. Now, but a chicken sandwich is a chicken uh, breast Cutlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, fried with pickles mm-hmm. on a bun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then McDonald's is like, you know what? We're going to get in on this too. Yeah. I, I just had that chicken sandwich I'm, last weekend. It was delicious. I'm team McDonald's. So okay. I don't know okay, if so you're McDonald's makes their chicken sandwich. Then Burger King is like, you know what? Sure. Which sure. apparently also we're is do- great. We're doing this? I'll try that one later. Yeah. All What's right. the problem here? You know what? It's kind of like... He- here's the thing. Can't somebody have their own thing? No. Well, wasn't the... Didn't Popeye's make the chicken sandwich and their whole thing was like, you can get it on Sundays? I thought their thing was a shrimp yes. basket. You but, can see, you no, get, no, no. Yeah, but yes. that's why they made it mm-hmm. is because Chick-fil-A and all was their problematic things... on Sundays. Yes. Closed oh. on Sundays. You can get it if you're not homophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that for them. But and apparently it's delicious. So you're, you're talking is. about like people jumping on the train for a chicken sandwich. You know what? 
Well, I, I am confused about what you're cr- you're putting on the stand exactly. The sandwich itself or the bandwagon? The ba- bandwagon. The band. The bandwagon. The bandwagon. See, well, the the problem it no, not the problem. I guess the problem is they're all good. Who doesn't love a crispy, tendery patty on a delicious buttermilk roll with a pickle mm. and some sauce? Here's my. I always add cheese to it. I mean, no, that is. This is what I was just gonna say. Can we put on the stand chicken yes. sandwiches with, with no cheese? cheese? No, with yes. cheese. With cheese, <laughs> innocent. Because people, Jared, no. if he was here, he would be so grossed out. By cheese on a chicken sandwich. I, agree. I put cheese on every. You don't like. You don't like che- okay, no. new on the stand. This is what we're doing. Yes. Holy cheese shit. on a take, chicken sandwich. Take over. And you know what, Alexis? <laughs> How dare you? That is a chicken that died for you, and it wants to. It wants you to appreciate it without any weird cheese. Okay. Does cheese? it? I think it wanted to be alive, and now that it's not, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> But it's and honestly, the death with let's, more death. Let's really take it a step further and talk about if it's from a fast food restaurant, that chicken didn't have a great life. That chicken to begin with. was sto- is stoked and also not aware of the accoutrements I put with my sandwich. And if I'm going to eat something as shitty as a chicken fucking sandwich, I'm putting cheese and sour cream, whatever the fuck else I want on wow, it. Sour cream. cream. <laughs> No, that wow. was just an example. I, I love the fact that I this don't is, want sour cream on it. By I wouldn't the way, do by it, the way, by but the way, I could do it. This is the first episode after you know three years that we've realized that Alexis Linkletter is a monster. Wait, no, we, that well, we is all definitely knew not that. the first episode. <laughs> we all knew that. No, but the cheese on a chicken sandwich is very polarizing. A lot of people don't think it belongs, but I say that cheese is delicious, and I, I will put it anywhere. I'm so confused. Yes. Uh, can we take this step further? I'm just more confused about like cheese on burgers is okay when we have two hooved animals. I mean, I don't know if people are getting technical about it. I think cheese on chicken is pretty fucking stellar. Chickens are, don't have hooves. Right. And it's more, it's, that's me. It's more oh. kosher even than putting it on beef. Mm. So I'm just sort of like, what are your criticisms, guys? Like, let's just put some cheese on this shit and make it delicious. I agree. Listen, I am always, I also, like the Chick-fil-A sandwich from, uh, from from McDonald's. And people are, it's blasphemous to put cheese on fish. So, I mean, I, that's. But I, people do that too. What about a tuna melt? People melt oh, cheese delicious. on tuna all the time. Delicious. See, cheese makes everything better. I get extra cheese on everything. Same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cheese on chicken sandwich is not guilty. Not guilty. Guilty. <laughs> just In the minority. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. This will be an interesting poll for all these. Everyone, Except for Brittany. Everybody's people Brittany are going to be angry about the cheese and chicken. You guys are all listening, but. Yeah. Cheesy chicken. Ooh, we're angry just thinking about it. All right. Well, when we come back, it's time for some true, true crime. Rewind. Rewind. Boop. I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French, and it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten, and I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast-track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. 
So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Allo Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Allo Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Allo Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Allo Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to Allo Moves dot com and use code first for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code first, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S.com, code first. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on The First Degree, and when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV, and that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com first. Thrivemarket.com first. Yeah, it's rewind time. All right, so we're going to talk about True Crime Rewind, and we're going to talk about <laughs> 911. Alexis, stop attacking me. Now, 911 originally started as 999 oh. in the United Kingdom in 1937, and that's, that's what it is to this day. Now, what's the problem with 999 back then? <laughs> Um, it sounds just... like what Hitler says. Oh, oh, that's pretty good. But nine, yeah, no. isn't that what the, he I says? Mean, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's yes. no but in still... German. No, also, it's just all one button, and you could butt dial it really easily. Oh my God! Do you remember what phones were like? Zero zeros. Oh, it's super hard to yes. go all the way on like a oh, rotary on a, ro- on a rotary one. phone. Nine you had to go nine, one. and then nine, and then nine. Wow. So the U.S. was just like, no, we're going to do nine one one. Interesting, because yeah. the, the rotaries, the one is a little closer. Yes, the exactly. nine is still far. You're still losing valuable. You are. Moments. You are. It, it should, should be, be one one one. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So Somebody in 1968, AT and T chose the number nine one one, and they were just like, all right, this is this is our thing right now. Its first implementation was in Huntington, Indiana, uh, on March first of 1968. Oh. And then eventually, you know what? It spread across the country. What did people do before 911? Called the operator and asked to be connected to the police. Or called the police station. Or this yelled outside their window. And that went really well for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then it just just dispersed throughout. I bet it took a while. It took the uh, 70s is when it started. Like late 70s. Wasn't it 60s? Then you you just. When it started to be rampant. Like where it started to be something people knew about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because how are you going to really spread the word? Mm-mm. I guess other than like not the internet, on the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> That's right. Do a little advertisement. All right, sure. It would be the Merv Griffin show, not the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, whatever it was. Age is showing belly. I know, but I'm all right with that. Uh, so I uh, teed up a few 911 calls that I want us to like react to because I think that it would be a grand old time. Ooh, okay, yes. so we're gonna Do go to the first one. Sure are. 
911, what's your emergency? Yeah, uh, so I, I need a cleanup service and a doctor or whatever. Sir, are you injured? Uh, I think so, but I can't really tell what's left. What's left of what? My wife was in the bathroom, so I figured I'd just go in the sink and I slipped on my own piss, caught my dog in the sink hole. I tried to pull myself up and hit the dang switch and got the disposal turned on. Wait, what? I just round up my own dick. Are you serious? I just ground up my own dick. Oh my god. The disposal has disposed my dick all over the walls. Sir, help is on the way. Oh ma'am, it's like a Tasmanian devil one buck wide on some spaghetti in here. Sir, if you can unlock your door, the EMT will assist you. Oh man, it's like a slip inside from hell. I'll pass it out. Slip inside from hell. Okay. There are so many quotable moments in this 911 call. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem distraught enough no. for what's hap- allegedly seemed happened. Seemed like he was doing potentially a bit. But I don't... Sometimes a lot of these calls, people are on drugs. Hella drugs. So... They're like, yeah, my dick's in my hand. Uh-huh. Way, way away from my body. <laughs> so I don't know if it was one of those. Then I'm also really thinking about... So basically the story is he... Got his dick into a kitchen sink and put on the garbage disposal. Sure. So how long must this penis be? Well, how long was it? (laughs) Because if it's all spaghetti on the walls, I don't think we're still in long dick territory. Oh, (laughs) yikes. I really, I really feel for the guy. I really wish there was a follow up. Yeah, I want pictures. Uh, anyway, on to the next. <laughs> I want pictures. Sir, 911, what's your emergency? I have knife hands. Excuse me? I looked down and my hands were knives. Your hands are knives? Yeah. Can you put the knives down? No, they're my hands. All right, uh, where are you? I don't want knife hands. I can't pet my cat. I can't high five anything. It's okay, sir. Let's work this out. What am I going to do? Be a chef? Just chop, chop, chop my whole life. Nothing but chopping. No, uh, chop that. How did you call 911? I called on my phone. Uh-huh. And uh, how did you dial the number? With my fingers. Okay. Where are your fingers? On my hands. Oh, God, you're back. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God, look at them. I love these hands. What's your name? Is it Sharon? No. Oh, Sharon, you're an angel. I am not. Mm, that's what an angel would say. Thank you, Sharon. You're welcome. This acid is really messing with me. Oh boy, now my f- what cut off is he goes, Oh no, now my feet are knives. <laughs> yes. I have been there. With acid? No. I the first time I ever tried an edible was at Coachella. Oh. And I took an edible weed bar on the last day Coachella when I was trying to drive back to my hotel. Wow. Right? Bad move. Yeah. And I was like, guys, my hands are rockets. I was driving. I was like, <laughs> I need to turn off. And then I thought my hands were balloons. <laughs> And it's like my hands are balloons. Mr. Like, balloon hands. I was like, hey, uh, no, from the Geico, the gecko, that, that thing. Yeah, Dan Deacon that drinking out of cups. After is when I saw that. I, I feel like You're I inspired the original. that. No, that was definitely no, before that. I asked to go yeah. to, I begged to go to the hospital and everyone said no. And I was like, please, please. I thought I was going to die because I thought my hands were rockets. They felt like they had so much energy in them. You know, like restless leg syndrome. I had like restless hand syndrome. And I was like, I have rocket hands. And then no one would take me to the hospital. Well, obviously. <laughs> so, here I sit. It can work out for you. I also love that he's like, thank you so much. Is your name Sharon? <laughs> yes. Are and you an angel? She's like, I am not. He goes, is your name Sharon? She goes, no. He's like, thank you so much, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Sharon. She was so good. She was so good. She's like, how'd you dial your phone? Yeah, uh, he's exactly. Like, how'd you dial like, your she phone? She got With it. my finger knives. My finger. <laughs> you know, he's like, my finger knives. <gasps> Here they are. The guy was so cute. Uh, like, honestly, I give him a it hug. was sincere. He really thought he had hand knives. And I also love that, like, he's talking about uh, talking about all the things he can't do. He's like, I can't high five. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it'll yes. just be stabbing my friend in the hand. Oh. Like, if I try to hug someone, it'll just be a shank yeah. in the he, abdomen. He just turned into Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Honestly, so lonely. The little hand that could. The little hand that could. Mm. All right. On to the next the call. The little hand that killed. The little hand that killed. Dun, dun, dun. What's your emergency? I did something bad. Is anyone hurt? I hear somebody else. 
Is this an emergency? Just ma'am, are you on the ground? Ma'am, can you hear me? Ma'am, sorry. What happened? Ma'am. I kissed somebody. Oh, no. Why did you do that, Jester? Because I'm afraid I will screw up. I'm screw up, okay? I'm screw up all the time. Ma'am. God, hurts, but I forgive you. I love you. Oh, my God, but I love you. Yes, will you marry me? Oh, wow. Yes, I like you. Uh, congratulations. Goodbye. Jasmine, call us. Call us. You're wow. I feel like you're a listener. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like you are me, but like a little behind me. I honestly, and I'm so monogamous that I feel like if I kissed somebody else, I would also think that it's valid to call 911. I'd be like, I must be crazy. Like, I did the worst thing in the world. I kissed somebody else. Yeah. I love now, her. Now, who said congratulations, goodbye? She did. The 911 operator. Because the angry man was like, will you marry me? I love you, Jasmine. And then she's like, yeah. And, and then, then she threw And I was like, congratulations. Yeah. I really, I love this love story. I hope that, I mean, I'm assuming that was obviously not a real proposal, but if it was. No, we seems wanted, real. You know, who knows? Who knows? I hope that they're happily married. Yeah. And again, I feel like these are callers. Like, please let us know what happened. God, has this happened to you? Yes. Will you send us your 911 calls? Like, <laughs> do a public information request. Like, send us, I need this from yes. you if you've done this. I know. These are like fantastic. <laughs> Solid. Okay. Should we go to the next one? On to the next. On to the next. We are going to have... A hell your, of a time. A hell of a time. And we're going to hear about your worst stories. You're because you're the worst. Because you guys are awful. You you're make awful. You make Billy sick. Yes. Frankly. Mm-hmm. I look at him. He's nauseous and the all worst. right now. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries a state island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? (laughs) Okay. So I don't know if this counts as like, the okay, it kind of is the worst thing I've ever done because I'm not proud of how I acted, but I also feel like he kind of deserved it. In college, I had this boyfriend, you know, I thought he was like the one, all that dumb shit, uh, but he had a really bad drinking problem. And I gave him an ultimatum and I was basically like, it's either the booze or me, like take your pick. So he told me, you know, I pick you, you know, yada, yada. Um, and he basically lived with me because I lived alone, um, and he lived in a frat house. So obviously, 
also mistake number one for myself. But anyway, he was always at my place because uh, he didn't want to be at his house. So the one day, you know, we were supposed to come back and hang out. I find out that he's actually at the bar with some friends. And now, mind you, I wasn't 21 yet. So I get back to my apartment, realize that he had gotten drunk and pre-gamed at my apartment, trashed it. I found, like, fucking salsa and chips on my couch. He peed in my bed. And I was so fucking angry that I, like, marched downtown, demanded. I ran into one of his friends outside of a bar, and I, like, demanded that he go in and get him. He drags him out. I fucking slap him. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. You know, your stuff will be at your house tomorrow. So then that night, a bunch of my friends come over. We put all of this shit in trash bags. And then uh, the next day, I drive to like uh, down the road to his frat house, and I dump all of his shit out in the dirt and, like, spread all of it out, you know, his clothes, his stuff, his books. And then I had a key, so I let myself in the house, and I go in his room, and he's passed out drunk. And I was like, hey, wake the fuck up. Here's your key, you asshole. We're done. I throw the key at him. I was like, your stuff's outside. <laughs> so, and then I leave. Turns out, like, I guess somebody, like, stole one of his, like, $200 accounting textbooks, and he was trying to make me pay for it, and I was like, what about my bed that you urinated in? And he was like, I'm talking like, he was like 23 years old. Like, if a 23-year-old man is peeing in your bed, like, it's a red flag. I guess I'm just happy that I finally stood up for myself and was like, I deserve better than this, but I probably could have acted a little nicer. So, and my mom said that she was like, my mom's a police officer, and she was like, you need to watch yourself because you'll get arrested next time. And I'm like, I'd like to see them try. So, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe you can match my energy and see why I reacted like that. This is the energy that we're looking for. I I think you acted with reason and maturity, frankly. Um, honestly, <laughs> it's not even bad what you did. I honestly am more um, enthralled with your storytelling. Honestly, you're fantastic. And, on, you know, putting salsa on a couch and also urinating in a bed, that is those are mis- expensive mistakes. And he should have had more respect for you. And you know what? You marched into that club and you call it whoever you want because that dude – should use salsa better. Mm, yes, the salsa. What? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, if someone's going to micturate on a... Uh, what is that word you said? Micturate? Yes. What's what is that, that word? Urinate. You know. Micturate? Yes. Why did How you, you use that it? word instead of urinate when it's the same amount of syllables? <laughs> All right. It's not like a, a How shortcut. do you even spell micturate? M-I-C? But why bother? Just say urinate. I'm no sorry. one knows All what right. micturate I've is. I've never heard of that word before. Have you guys never watched... The Big Lebowski? Mm, yeah, a long, time, a long ago. time ago, but I didn't hyperanalyze yeah, every word. Exactly, because you have no joy in your soul. Oh, okay. But so I, I agree that you can't just throw salsa all around and then be in somebody's bed. <laughs> the misuse of salsa is the biggest problem in this entire story. Really blasphemous. Like that, a waste of a salsa, nope. like that deserves... She didn't even do anything bad. She just threw a shit on the ground. What if it was queso? Was a... uh, queso. Well, queso's I mean, sacred. Also, a queso spilt on a couch, you're never getting that stench out. That will start molding. Flies will lay larvae on it. Yeah. You'll there... have maggots on that couch in no time with, no. That, with so that. He could have done something worse to you. So I think that your punishment to him was, uh, was not too bad. Lady, I want you to stand up for yourself. You did a good thing. He's a dick. Um, and I hope he fixed his issues of of waste. You know what? And, I, and I, urination. I love what the worst thing is becoming. It's becoming like um, like a ladies' empowerment to like all of our revenge, our revenge segment. Yes, because you know <laughs> I've I've also done some crazy shit, but this is not the platform for me. Have, you know what? I will say this right now, being the one male on the show. Mm-hmm. Have we gotten any male? Yeah. Well, because our listeners are ninety five percent female. I understand that, but where are the males? I mean, hey, Billy, I would love if you would draw more male listenership to this show. I would. It's love on that. you. I, is you it guys? On, I literally. Is I, it on me? 
yeah, you're the man. I it's, was, it's on me for the, the, the straight my, right, white man who is 40. To draw more years men old, in. Like, hey, I mean, guys, cool. you have hey, the hey, bros, you have the let's better, go. You have the better chance let's than go me. Let's go watch hockey and, and watch baseball. Or, like, hey, guys, true crime is for man, too. True for crime man. is for man, for too. Man What's too. up with the man and true crime? I was listening to an older episode from a few weeks ago when Billy did make an insert into a random conversation, being like, invite your men. And we're like, yes. Billy. But we're like, but we're talking about something else. We're like, invite your man to what? And he's like, to listen to the podcast. I'm like, we're not talking about that at all. But thank you for the invite. So maybe we have a few more men. Here's here's what I think. I've actually thought about this a lot, actually, because you know what? Men, and this is a generalization, men watch a lot of sports. Yeah. Get them away from the sports, even for a little bit, and be like, you know what? Look at this. Look at this. Look, people gorgeous. are actually fucking dying. Gorgeous. Watch it. Yeah, people and, aren't and, interested because yeah. they're not. Love, the, they're, people love that. People are dying. <laughs> Watch this. They're like, yeah, this is way better than football, Billy. No, it's more about you got to come at it from a human interest aspect. You can't be like, hey, don't look at football. There's death over here. You know here. it's like yeah. football? Murder. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. You think this is life and death? I'll Love show you hair. some real death. But I don't think that's the way to, to, to magnetize people to us. I think we need to come up with a better sneak attack. You know what? I... You, know, you know what? I'm going to put this out there right now. <laughs> I'm putting this out there to our listeners right now. Challenge get your men. Your, get your men. Put them in the, in the, uh, in the Facebook group. <laughs> I, I will talk to them. Tag me. And we will do this Honestly, together. We will turn no. true crime no. a little bit male. No, I'm this- sorry. We will have a master thread on the Facebook group. Add your men and tag your men, and Billy will go one on one with each man and just talk about bro stuff. I don't know what just that means, get him involved in true okay. crime. You could find a common denominator. Men somewhere. don't care about true crime because they don't have feelings. They, no, because they don't have fears. No, because, feelings. No, because women know so much about the human condition, and men are such. Fucking or because dopes. if someone attacked you with a knife, you might still win. Where <laughs> if someone attacked me or Jack with a knife, we'd surely be dead. No, That's there's not true. no, there's no fear. There's no fear for it's a man. It's not about fear. It's about the, I really think or it's about empathy. the human condition. It's men about it's about that men killed hella women, and you're yeah. not scared of being killed by men. Yeah, but we are mm-hmm. all the time, every waking moment. Let's go to the next caller. <laughs> Off we go then. Hi, I am calling to tell you guys the worst thing I have ever done. So this is probably like four or five years ago. I was either 20 or 21 and I was dating a guy. And of course I thought we were going to last forever and I loved him so much. Um, We were having problems and I was about to go on vacation to visit family members across the country. I really didn't want to go because I was like, oh my gosh, if we we go, we're going to fight and we're going to break up and it's going to be horrible. But I went anyway. Um, I was there for about a week. And the whole time I was there, we were barely talking. I was terrified. I had so much anxiety over him breaking up with me. And um, by the time I was coming home, I was so excited because he was going to pick me up from the airport. And I had it in my head that if he didn't pick me up from the airport, we were done. And he was going to break up with me. And he didn't love me anymore. And... I was flying back. I had a layover at another airport, and uh, my flight was delayed getting into that layover, and I was so scared. I was like, if I miss this flight, I can't get home tonight. What am I going to do? We're going to break up. So I ended up telling the flight attendant that I was getting married, and if I didn't make it home, I was going to miss my wedding. And I didn't know the flight attendant would make such a big deal out of it, but they announced it, like, on the intercom to the entire plane that I needed to get off first or else I was going to miss my wedding. And everyone started, like, giving me an applause and saying, congratulations, they hope I make it. And I had no idea it was going to blow up like that and be such a big deal. I felt so bad immediately after. And... I made it home. My boyfriend at the time did pick me up from the airport. No, we did not last. So it was all for nothing. I think about it all the time and I cringe myself to sleep thinking about how horrible I am. All these people think that I was getting married and I needed to cut in front of them so I would make my flight. 
Yeah, well, that's the worst thing I've ever done. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, I love her. I'm obsessed with this story. Honestly, you're so human. I really <laughs> like. I relate to you as a person so much. All your fears that frankly sweetheart are so irrational but like that's how I feel every day I'm like if I don't do this one thing I'm gonna never have a career or someone's gonna not love me like we can't think like that but I go to the extremes I do and I feel you um I just love I think it's my favorite thing in the world when like a little white lie ends up snowballing out of control like that's my favorite thing because then she's like oh shit 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 but then she's probably like honestly just as concerned at the time yeah. for her life and her relationship that she would have been as an adult for their wedding. Yeah. Because you know how much shit like matters it to you when you're younger. Huge. Huge. It feels huge. Like, well, emotionally, it can be very catastrophic. So, and, and, and here's what you have to do. If that does happen, if you do say that, if it's a little white lie, it doesn't hurt anybody, and then it snowballs, and that's not hurting anybody, roll with it. She yeah, did. She it sounds did. like she did. But here, I'm going to make you feel better. I'm not going to name our flight attendant friend, but we have a flight attendant friend. One of many, by the way. So you can't figure out who it is. Okay. We have several. But I will say our flight attendant friend once told us that she, someone would say like, hey, will you please um, put my bag in the overhead bin? And they'd be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm pregnant. And she like touch her stomach and she's like so believable and she's really good with shit like that. So then like for the rest of the flight, someone would be like, oh my God, she's expecting. And it was like, I just didn't want to lift your fucking bags. <laughs> and so flight attendants do it too is the only, my only point. I think my only point is now I'm never going to believe anybody that says anything to cut in line to get off of I know flight. people who cut in line in the bathroom will say they're pregnant all the time to, to, to like cut a bathroom line that is... at a venue or whatever. They'll be like, I'm mm. pregnant. And then who's going to say no? You, you got to say, I'm going to shit my pants. That's the only way that you're getting through. People also balk for pregnant women. I think shit my pants is probably... <laughs> That's the move. I mean, I you think... You don't want to get in the way of that. No, because that also affects you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get in the way of that. Sure. Well, I love, I love this story. I think that is fantastic, and like, what a good cringy move, cringy moment, cringy moment, moment to look moment. back on. You have a ble big liar energy, and I love it. Yeah, and you I should, hope you carry that on in your honestly, life. Honestly, this is a highlight, not a, a worse thing. I'm happy for you. All right, well, uh, Alexis, are you going to carry us out with like a stanza? Ooh, stanza. I sure am. As we round out every episode of Killing Mm -hmm. Time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's time for the Costanza stanza. And this one is titled simply, Roast George. Coat the pan with butter and preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Add a dash of shame. Coat the rest with cheese. (laughs) Add a sprinkle of neuroses, heaping spoon of lies, you can serve George a la carte or with a side of fries. Oh, my God. Dust it with chili flakes. Roast George causes stomach aches. Hide something in the batter to mimic his deception. Serve it to your friends at a fancy reception. <laughs> Give them food poisoning and look them in the eye. This is the last meal they'll ever have because all who eat George die. Ooh. <laughs> dark. Wow. Very dark. I mean, that's all, folks. That's all, folks. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.